What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's bonus podcast. In our message today, my hope and desire is to take Sunday's teaching and go just a little bit deeper. We hope that it blesses you. And as always, please share this message with someone. Well, all right. Last Sunday, we talked about a message called Let Down Your Nets Again. We're in this series that we are uh, exploring what it means to live a blessed life. You know, it started off as um, a, a dive into Pastor Robert Morris's book called The Blessed Life. That's a book recommendation. Anytime I drop a book recommendation, you ought to pick it up. Well, we, we wanted to teach from that book, but I felt like before I could teach from that book, I had to lay a foundation. And um, last week we talked about that. We talked about how if you are not living life with an eternal perspective, nothing about the kingdom is going to make sense. As a matter of fact, the kingdom of heaven has a lot of things about it that don't make sense. Jesus said things like the way up is down. Whoever wants to be greatest must become the servant to all. Jesus said, if you want to find your life, you have to lose your life. And so I felt like when we talk about things um, that are going to lead to the blessed life, if you don't have that eternal perspective in mind, none of it is going to make sense. None of it is going to make sense. And I think that's where a lot of people actually have their hangups with Christianity. I think a lot of people have their hangups with, if you want to call it um, reli- organized religion, that, that's, that's what they say. That's like the buzzword, right? They say, I don't believe in organized religion, but I believe in God. And, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that language. I don't, I don't ascribe to that language. And so um, if you don't believe in being a part of the church... I'm not sure that you can really say that you believe the Bible. All throughout the scriptures, the Bible talks about the importance of the body of Christ, the body of Christ being the church. And even, listen, even if your thoughts are, well, I don't like the way this church does things, fam, there are so many different ways that you can experience Christ in a church. That's why there are, you know, depending on what part of the country you live on, there might be a church on every corner of the street. Um, why is that? I like this language that Larry Osborne uses, Pastor Larry Osborne, shout out to North Coast Church, but he'll say, you know, your church that you go to is just, oh God, I'm about to botch it, but he says something along the lines of, it's just your elective Sunday school classroom until we all get to be together in heaven again. And so I thought that was cool the way he called it, your elective Sunday school classroom, meaning you get to choose. So if if Lighthouse doesn't work for you, you can go to another church. So again, when, when people get all disheveled and, and, and bent out of shape, because of the church, I'm just like, you have so many different options, man. If you like the liturgical, go to that type of church. If you like the smoke haze, go to that type of church. If you don't care about all of that and, and you're just hungry for the word, you know, go and follow a teacher where you really like the way they teach. So a little bit of a soapbox. I'm kind of detracting. But but my point being is I think a lot of people struggle when it comes to um, the teachings of the church because they don't have the eternal perspective 
in mind. So, so we talked about that last week, and um, we 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 dived into that some more um, this week. And 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 everything that I've talked about so far in this in this sermon series, I'm saying everything has been two weeks, but anyway, um, <laughs> everything that I've talked about really comes from that lens, eternal perspective. Knowing that this life that we are living now, when we pass, it's not over. There is a new heaven. There is a new earth. We will live again. Um, we are going to be raised together with Christ again. And and so it's been so important for me to talk about that. The book doesn't talk about that. But again, you're not going to get the principles of the book if you don't get the principles of the kingdom of heaven. So that being said, let's dive into the sermon. I did tell you guys, I warned you all that some of my podcast was going to be also on the preparation and the delivery of sermons. Why is that? Well, for those of you that know me, you know that I am a Bible nerd. I, I am such a Bible nerd that I even created a sticker. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now on my hydro flask. I even created a sticker and it says Bible nerd on it. Gave it out to the Lighthouse Leadership College students. Shout out to the Lighthouse Leadership College students. And um, it's in the uh, Chicago ones colorway. That's neither here nor there. But uh, um, I am a Bible nerd. But but beyond that, um, I've had to really become a student of delivering a sermon as well. A lot of people are, are are theologians. They 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 are Bible nerds. They know the Bible so well. They're not preachers. They're not gifted to preach. They they cannot articulate thought to an uh, to to a room full of people. Um, and, and so to be a Bible nerd is not synonymous with being a preacher. And um and and so there's a lot of work that goes into now the delivery of uh, of a sermon. So I I kind of nerd out on that as well. And and I've got a flow. I've I've got a flow of how I deliver sermons. Won't dive into that today. I've shared that with the Lighthouse Leadership College. That's why the college is incredible um, because we give so much stuff that I mean, I'm not going to give it away in any other setting. So if you're listening to this and you are part of Lighthouse Church or if you're in the North County area of San Diego, consider joining the Lighthouse Leadership College where you get to hear um, Bible teaching in addition to that from other pastors as we dive to become students of God's word. So anyway, let me talk to you about the sermon prep. Um, so the the sermon prep, um, it went good. Um, I, I I actually buttoned up this sermon on Wednesday because I had such a busy weekend ahead of me and, and, and I knew that there was going to be a lot going on. And so I buttoned up sermon prep early and I felt so good about the message. And um, admittedly, I broke from how I structure my sermons. And that's why I said what I said about how I structure a sermon. I broke from what I normally do. I I took a new approach to that. And family, I don't think that worked. (laughs) I I think, I think maybe, maybe I need to go stick to my bread and butter and, and, and uh, do it the way that I normally do it. I, I at times will try to do things differently. And um, yeah, that that didn't work out so well. That's that's my personal take. Um, and obviously, no one's going to be more critical on, on my sermons and my delivery than me. So um, I felt like I probably should have stayed in line with how I normally deliver my messages. But I broke a bit and I tried something. And um, I just felt like the, the delivery wasn't what I anticipated. 
in my preparation, um, I felt really good. And, and those of you that have preached before that might be listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. You know what it is like to put together a message and you feel good about it. Like you feel really good about what you've prepared and um, you have an expectation that this is going to go really well. Um, after the first service at Lighthouse, we, we do two services. They are identical, exact same message. I, I went back to uh, the green room for a bit and I reread my message because I just felt like it wasn't delivering the way that I thought. Again, part of that in hindsight is I, I broke from my stride. Um, that might be a lesson in and of itself, but that's not the point. But um, I felt like I broke my stride and I wanted to try to see if I can fix it. Um, I think there was really no fixing it between services. Um, you know, our slides are done. We we have the media team behind, you know, at the back of house. And, and it just, I just felt like, you know what, I just got to deliver this a little more crispy, but I can't go and reorganize my message right now. And so delivered at second service. And um, I felt like second service was a little better, but I, I didn't land the way I thought it would land. Um, now, now that's not uncommon. So for some of you that are now peeking behind the curtain of, of sermon preparation and delivery, it is not uncommon for a preacher, pastor, teacher to walk away from the platform and feel like they did not do their best. And and, and I get it. Um, I get it. Preaching is a, is a spiritual thing. There's what we do. And then a far, far greater importance is what the Holy Spirit does. But I just felt like I missed the mark. Um, now, I will say in God's grace... And in God's providence, you know, some people right after church approached me because, you know, we made the call. Does anybody want to make a decision to follow Jesus? And and hands went up and, and um, you know, that's a great thing when people make a fresh start um, or, or people make a first start. I, I, I separate the two because we've been reaching a lot of people that are renewing their faith. They, they gave up on on church may or may not have given up on God, but nonetheless, they're back. And so we've seen so much faith renewal at Lighthouse Church that I that I throw that out there. Who wants to make a fresh start? That's someone coming back. Who wants to make a first start? Someone that's never said yes to Jesus. Hands went up. And so I didn't really know what I had on my plate in terms of are these new or are these renewals? Um, but after service, a couple chased me down, beautiful couple, um, Jose and Alma, and uh, they said, hey, pastor, you know, we, we made that decision today. I also, I wrote a book and I always talk about that. If you make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to give you a copy of my book. My book is called It's Not Complicated, Taking the Mystery Out of Following Jesus, available on Amazon.com. But uh, I, I we give these out to people who make a first start at the church. And so um, they, they approached me and said, Pastor, you know, we, we want to get your book. And so I took them to the table. Welcome team did a phenomenal job taking care of them. Um, but but just so you know, um, that that's kind of like my context. When I walked away, I felt like, man, I could have done a little better. And for those of you that are a little critical right now, because sometimes we get a little spiritual, a little overly spiritual, sometimes a little foolishly spiritual, we're like, well, pastor, um, it's all the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and whether you deliver or not, just, just stop it. If, if you... You know, I think people who say that probably don't have to get up week after week and deliver a message. You know what it is like to deliver a message and feel like it landed the way you wanted it to land and God did what he did. And you know when you feel like you could have done so much better and God still did what he did because even on our best days, um, we don't do anything that's going to make God move. God's going to move because he moves. And so, you know, it was that reminder to myself that even though I wasn't super um, confident in my delivery, God moved, God got the glory, people got saved. It was a great thing. Um, 
but I, I will leave you with that. Any of you that are aspiring communicators, um, we know from the scriptures that faith comes by hearing, right? How can they believe if they've not heard? Um, so faith comes by hearing. Paul talked about that in Romans. But you need to be hearable. I know that's not an English word. <laughs> um, but I think you get the point. You need to be worth listening to. And that's why delivery matters, especially in this age that we're living in, this TikTok, Instagram story, Instagram reel generation that we are living in. Uh, great communicators have their content everywhere. And uh, people can hear great communicators on their phone anywhere. And so now more than ever, preacher, you you got to... You got to prepare and you have to study the art, the craft of teaching and preaching. And so just just uh, just a note there. All right. So um, I know some days you get up and, and you hit a home run using a metaphor there. And some days you get up and you hit a single. But uh, the important thing is that you get up, you keep on swinging and you just keep you keep believing that God's going to do an incredible thing through the messages. All right, uh, let's dive into the sermon a bit while I take a sip of my latte. All right, so the blessed life. We talked about last week the importance of putting God first to this. Last week, what we talked about in week two is um, really this concept of transcendence. Nothing that I'm about to say right now. I said on Sunday, this is why we go deeper. Um, But this concept of transcendence, what does it mean um, to arrive at a place of transcendence? That means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. As Christians, we believe in this this thought of transcendence, um, and we know that it is the church. Uh, You won't see that word in the Bible, by the way, but that describes what the Bible teaches in that we are now a part of the church. The church is God's big, beautiful, diverse, multi-ethnic, multi-generational family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are a part of something that is bigger. It is timeless. Paul talks about in Hebrews that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on in this time that we are living in right now. Um, and, and, and so to be a part of the church really is to be a part of something that is bigger than yourselves. And and what is what is God's mission for the church? Well, it's to go and to make disciples. Um, if Matthew 28, 19, Matthew, uh, Mark 16, 15 talked about that last week, but we are to go and make disciples. It's the great commandment, not the great option. It's the command of God that we would go out and make disciples. And so how do we make disciples? Well, let's distill it down just one layer. Um, let's distill it down one more layer. Well, we make disciples by serving people. The only way you're going to get someone to listen is to um, show them your heart. You know, uh, I think it was John Maxwell that says, you know, give someone your heart before you ask for their hand. He may not have been the author of that quote, but it's in one of his books. So so I say Maxwell, if I'm wrong, my apologies. I know I read it from Maxwell. He may not have been the author of that quote. But um, the point being is uh, you have to serve people. You have to give them your heart if you are going to get them to, to listen to you. And once you can, they're listening to you, now you have the authority to speak into their life and to help make them a disciple. And so that's what we were talking about on Sunday. The whole story about Peter and, and Jesus stepping into his boat and, and launching out into the deep and letting down your nets, all of that was to get to the point where Jesus said, from now on, I'm making you a fisher of men. 
And there's a lot of great details that are a part of that story. And we explain those details. That's what we do as preachers. We pull on the details and we turn them into application. And so there was a lot of that that happened on Sunday. But the point, the message, what Jesus was saying to Peter was from now on, you are going to be a fisher of men. From now on, you are going to be serving other people. And so week one and two of this series is in line with what is the greatest command? When uh, uh, a young man asked Jesus, what, what is the greatest command? The, what is the one command that we should be following? If, if I were to paraphrase that, Jesus said, love God and love people. And so that's what we talked about in week one and week two. I think that if you don't get these two things, you cannot understand the blessed life because it is the greatest command. You have to first love God and you have to love people. Last week we talked about you put God first. And this week we talked about letting down your nets again. And, and for some people, they've never let down their nets. And so the call was, would you launch out into the deep? The deep being, get out of your comfort zone and serve other people. Would you, would you go beyond yourself and start thinking about others? Would you go beyond yourself and think about how you can serve people, serve others, and, and reach out to people who are far from God? Could you be a fisher of men, like Jesus said to Peter? And, and, um, and so that, that, that was a message that if I were to distill, if I were to, to simplify it, that was the message. But um, again, you, you've got to know those things in order to really understand the blessed life. I'm excited about the next two weeks and we'll eventually start talking about um, generosity. That really is the, that, that really is where we need to land with this series. But I, I think if you don't get loving God and loving people, if you don't get making God a priority and serving people, generosity doesn't make sense. I mean, if, if, if you just give money, but yet your heart is detached from the why, if you've got the what, but you don't have the why, you're missing the mark. And um, God's never been interested in your money. He's been interested in your heart. And so we've got to get the heart right before we can get to the actions, the actions of generosity. And so um, that was our Sunday message. Um, this is a look behind the curtain of my preparation and um, really my aim for the, the sermon. Um, I hope I hope this gives you some clarity. Uh, maybe if you maybe if you feel like, man, I I don't I think Pastor Josh was a little different this past Sunday. Well, I was, and <laughs> I'm not do that next week. But anyway, um, let me take some of your questions now. Um, someone asked me, um, what is the comfort zone? Um, what is it? And and someone asked me immediately after the service too because they they were interpreting doing the hard things. You know, going out of your comfort zone, getting out the familiar. She said, "Well, I've got to go and do hard things." And and, and man, she was ready to go charge hell with a water pistol. Um, you know, but I had to like let her know that um, it's not intentionally running into things that are hard for you. It's doing the things that God is asking you to do that may be outside of your comfort zone. So that so that's my first response. I don't think we go necessarily chase things that are outside of our comfort zone and and um, run down hard things. I'm not saying we we've got to go with that ultra aggressive um, lifestyle. Although some would say that's where you're going to experience growth. Um, but when we're talking specific to um, your kingdom assignment, when we're talking about the church, I, I'm not saying you got to intentionally run and go do the hardest thing. That's um, the hardest thing that you can you know do. But it's more of when God asks you to do the hard thing, will you do them? That that's what I mean. When when God asks you, so specifically, Pastor Josh, when do I step out of my comfort zone? When God asks you to. Okay, when He says. I need you to go and do this thing. And you're like, well, hold up, God. That's not the way I'm wired. You do it. Okay. So I think about Gideon. When God came to Gideon, Gideon was hiding behind the wine press. 
I'm in the book of Judges right now. And God called him a mighty man of valor, leading an army into battle. Um, Gideon didn't want to do it. He gave every excuse why, but God persisted. Why? Because God was calling him out of his comfort zone. Um, but but that's what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not talking about um, you intentionally doing things that are outside of your comfort zone just for the sake of doing them and calling it for the cause of Christ. I mean, this has to be spirit led. All right. Next question. Someone asked me, fishers of men, like, like what practically is that? Well, what that practically is, is that um, we, we are, though not, though not of this world, those citizens of the kingdom of heaven, it is our responsibility to bring Jesus to people who don't know Jesus. And so what it means to be a fisher of men is simply informing people of Jesus. And, um, oh man, uh, I, I, this is the thing about coming up with thoughts in the moment and not, not fleshing it out. Maybe it was Aquinas, um, the bishop who said, uh, preach the gospel and when necessary use words. I could be wrong. Forgive me. Um, that that's over two on not knowing the authors of some of these quotes, but they're coming to me as I'm recording. Uh, but I think it was Bishop Aquinas who said that. And, and, and so our lives should first teach Jesus. That's what he was saying. And then when necessary, use your words. So you ought to look different. You ought to be different. You ought to treat people different. And, and so I think that's how we become a fisher of men first and foremost by, um, living, reflecting the kingdom of heaven and all that we do. And then when necessary, when, when, when you're asked to, then use words. Well, how do we fish for men? Well, listen, first and foremost, you pray. And I'm on question number three now, by the way, we're moving quick here on the questions. How do I be a fisher of men? Well, you pray. If you are not waking up in the morning and saying, God, put someone in my path that I can witness to, don't be surprised if no one is in your path that you are going to witness to. So it starts with prayer. I like, I do have an author here. I like Pastor Derwin Gray's quote when he said, don't just talk to people about God, but talk to God about people. And so ask him to put people in your path. And, and when you have met people, um, then start talking to God about those people. And then beyond that, be attentive to what God is saying. Um, I'll never forget that um, just this past uh, spring, my, my my youngest son Jackson joined flag football. And um it was the, I think it was the second practice, probably not the first, but it was the second football practice. And I had signed myself up to be the assistant coach. I, I like coaching my boys. Um, it's not that I, I'm a coach, it's that I'm a dad. And and as a dad, I think, you know, you, you got to step in and be a coach. That's like your dad stripes right there. So anyway, um, I stepped in to be a coach. I want to be an assistant coach, not a head coach, because if I'm a head coach, I will deep dive. And, and yeah, no, that's not good. So assistant coach, it keeps my sanity where I need to be. But um, second practice, I really felt God tell me, you know, you're here to serve the coach. And it wasn't just here to be his assistant. It was, I felt God telling me, you're going to witness to the coach. You're going to just be a, a friend to the coach. You're going to gonna be here for coach. And um, God began to open up that door. And eventually coach came to church. It was really good to have him with us. And uh, we're, we're continuing to do life together right now. And um, it's it's really cool to just um, see when, when God has you and he positions you to fish for men. But you got to be got to be attentive. Um, that was not me looking at the coach and say, I'm going to preach to him. But it was God telling me today you are going to witness to him. And, and, and I did. And um, since that day, I'm in a relationship with coach and um, he's come to church before. And we're going to keep on we're going to keep on witnessing and living this life and, um, you know, shining the light of Jesus to him and his family.
Well, hey, listen, that's all that I have for you today. I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that our time together has given you more insight into Sunday's sermon. As always, shoot us a message and let us know if you have any more questions that we can respond to. Um, You can email us at info at lighthousechurchnc.org. So until next time, you take care.